Coming to you from the OCN studios in the DTC. This is OCN Business with Jerry Blackwell and Aaron Wood. Thanks for listening to OCN Business. We're sitting down today with Level 7 Games CEO John and GM Derek. And we're going to be talking about what makes our business unique and learn some inside secrets about how they do things. A lot of secrets. Yeah. A lot Thanks of secrets. Uh, for Starts having now. us. Perfect. So you guys want to just uh, talk to us a little bit about the company and tell us how you got started and uh, how things are going. Yeah, yeah sure. You want to start? Well, uh, I wasn't there from the very beginning. Uh, John was there from the very beginning. It basically started as just a small, um, I mean, a group of friends, really, who just uh, sort of pooled their collective resources and uh, decided that, you know, they could do basically the model that they had been working for uh potentially better and more grassroots than those companies. Um, John here, you started with... Uh, yeah, so there, there was four of us in the beginning, and it, it uh, we had all worked at the same place, and we were just buddies and stuff. Um, and, you know, eventually, business isn't for everybody, whatever. But, um, you know, it, it, it was exactly that. We were all working at game stores. We were into video games. We... Um, it was just, it seemed to be very important at that time in our lives. And so when the, the company, we were working at Game Crazy that was attached to Hollywood Video. So when that whole thing went under, we were part of that. And uh, after working at AutoZone for a month, and I've done retail my whole life, and I feel bad for anybody that works in car parts, man, because it's tough. Everybody that goes there is in a bad mood because their car's broken. But anyhow, I did that for a month, and I was like, no, just, I can't do it. So I called up my friends. I'm like, let's, what can we do to get this? Let's let's try to get it back. Let's try to get that that game store vibe that we had going back again. And so, I mean, this is the, you know, ten years later, the culmination of just trying to hang out with your friends and do what you like to do. And I think uh, we hear it a lot. People come in the store, and uh, there's this sort of feeling. Not even so much that, you know, they're just discovering our store. A lot of times people will discover our store and they say things like, oh, I didn't realize there were still stores like this. They they think of a time, you know, the 80s, 90s, when they were growing up and there were more independently owned game stores, game rental places, places that were just kind of, you know, the quote unquote mom and pop store. And so uh, I think everybody got kind of used to the, the Walmarts and the GameStops of the world. And they come into our store and they're always just kind of, you know, almost grateful, like, wow, I didn't know this type of business, this model still existed. So Not everybody. There are some people well. that like Walmart. <laughs> and, and don't get me wrong, I go to Walmart. I like Walmart. I go to Target. And there are some people that want that experience. They want the big box. You walk in. Nobody talks to you. You get your thing. You check yourself out. And you're gone. Like, And that's fine. I appreciate that. I feel like that some days. We're, you know, we want the people to shop with us who want that experience, you know what I mean? So I think that's a big part of our entire vibe is just like we want to be able to hang out with the people that are in our store. Yeah, and is that kind of the biggest feedback you get from your client base is that they really love that you're local and community-driven? We hear it a lot, I think that is, yeah, a, a big part of what keeps people coming back especially we have a lot of regulars a lot of repeat customers and stuff and I think uh, you know even from just social media interaction um, our social media is pretty uh, it's pretty you know low-key like tongue-in-cheek we do a lot of like funny stuff and uh, that kind of has solidified that relationship I think a lot of people respond to that 
and respond directly to us through those posts and like it seems like they get it they appreciate it yeah Derek I, I think I could say I'm, I'm one of those people I like to creep on something before <laughs> I ever go there in the first place you know and full disclosure I'll admit I creeped on level seven games on Facebook just to kind of get an idea of what it was all about mm-hmm. um, you know I, I think it's definitely unique to find still a local place that's not corporately owned where you can kind of going at video games but there's still that culture and that experience surrounding it mm-hmm. and I, I loved finding out learning through Facebook it's like the things that make you guys unique and I think that's what really drew me to the store and you know when I when I first went into your store I was actually looking for PlayStation games because mm-hmm. um, I had a backwards compatible PS3 and I was like oh man I want to get like that original wipeout and twisted metal and all this where do i find that because i was like i don't want to just order it online and wait for it to come from like gamestop or anything like that i want to go somewhere and like dig through you know go through some piles yeah. and, and kind of explore and and find it out do you, do, you, do you guys get more of that type of customer or definitely yeah i think that's really that's a big part of the feedback we hear is that i don't even want to say that niche because that's such a big part of our uh business stuff like the original Nintendo, the 64, stuff like that. Um, These systems that are 20 plus years old, where we do hear it a lot. People are surprised that we even carry that still because most stores don't. So that is a very big part um, of what kind of sets us apart. And it's a big part just even of our revenue is just classic games. Mm -hmm. The classic and the vintage. Mm -hmm. Is that kind of where you started, John? So, I mean, honestly, is um, when we were working at Game Crazy, we didn't accept any of the classic games at that time. Like, Game Crazy didn't take anything 64, Super Nintendo, PS1. So people are coming in with these boxes of stuff and like, hey, where can I sell this? And we had no idea. So I was like, all right, cool. Well, I'll give you 20 bucks for the box of stuff. And they're like, all right, sweet. So we just accumulated this massive amount of stuff, and that's how we were able to so this was like a game crazy side hustle. I was well, kind of. I was never selling it. It was it, like I kind of wish that I would have bought more at that time. Yeah. Was, for me, it was just a private collection. I had my little game room in the basement. Oh, absolutely. CRT, flat screen next to each other. You know what I mean? I had the whole setup, and I was like, "All right, cool. This is my setup." And then after Game Crazy went under, I was like, "Other people want." You're like, "What do I do with this, this now?" Experience. Well, yeah, yeah, it's that, and it's like also like it was like not being able to talk to people and hang out with people and about my game room, about, you know, stuff like that. I really enjoyed that specific part of it because selling anything else or anywhere else, I've worked at a lot of retail places. I worked at Home Depot, Best Buy, worked at, you know, Dish Network doing customer service. And this was the only one that actually felt like on a personal level I could connect to people because it's just not necessary. It's just wants, right? It's a just it's entertainment. A, it's a passion. It's it, a passion play, right? Right, exactly. You're it's sharing just, the same passion with other people. And I think that's where like good businesses are really started from is where you have something that, you know, you're all about and you just want to share that love and that enjoyment and enthusiasm with somebody else, right? Oh yeah, definitely. I, th- that's really what I kept referring to this business as for the initial couple of years. I, I came on almost a year to the day after it was first started, um, just uh, I was a mutual friend of one of the original uh, managers, um, but I just kept referring to it as like a, a you know a passion project. We, for the first year or more, you know, it was like working these 50, 60 hour weeks and not taking days off and not taking breaks and stuff just to get 
everything set up and end up and running. Um, and part of that was just necessity. It was like, well, who else can we bring on when we can do this ourselves? Let's let's just try and run an entire business with the few of us and that sort of thing. So, yeah, it was definitely it's a lot of love, but it's you know it's or it's a lot of work, I should say, but it's a labor of love. Well, I think what you mentioned earlier, it was it was a bunch of friends coming together. Yeah, right. Exactly. To to build this. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So so currently, um, how how many locations do you have across Denver? We've got three locations. Three locations. Do you, do you want to tell us where they are? Uh, yeah, we've got two in Denver and one in Lakewood. Um, our first location, the one that we're going to be remodeling soon, which I think we're going to talk about in a little bit, yeah. um, is on, uh, uh, right off Alameda in Federal at 2385 West Alameda Avenue. Um, and it's on the northeast corner of Alameda and Zunai. We also have a location that's on uh, uh, Federal and Evans in the Brentwood Shopping Center. That's at 2037 South Federal Boulevard. Um, right across the street from Lincoln High School. And that's where I graduated from high school, which all of these stores are put where they are for a reason. I mean, this is where we grew up. This is the place we care about. So that's that's another part of it. Anyhow, third location and our, our newest, biggest, like kind of expansion location, uh, the one we were talking about earlier is on Kipling and uh, Florida next to the King Supers. Um, it's at 1535 South Kipling Parkway. And, uh, you know, that, that's the expansion where we started including uh, tabletop and doing a lot of the card games and, and Dungeons and Dragons stuff. Um, just to, you know, we, we saw that there was a need in the market for that where, you know, I personally have always liked it. I never get, got to play Dungeons and Dragons and I always wanted to. I felt intimidated going into certain stores. And so I said, I, wanna, I want my store to not be intimidating in that way. I want people to walk in and be like, oh, these dudes are cool. The customers are cool. I want to play D&D with these guys because I want to learn how to play it, but I've always been too scared. Like a super relaxed, approachable way to get into something new that you're interested in, right? Exactly. Yeah. No uniforms. Like, the people yeah. who work there are friends. Like, it's chill. Like, okay, so speaking <laughs> of speaking of chill and relaxed, i got to ask you guys this. You, you guys are, like, totally relaxed right now. I'm trying. You know? Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's pretty good. I mean, we're, you gave I mean me it's not like this is live or anything. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, what, what's, I mean, does this reflect a culture of level seven games? I think so. Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, it comes through, uh, not only in the store, you know, hopefully through our customer interactions, but also through, uh, like I said, our, uh, our social media presence. I think that sort of laid back that sense of humor and that sort of attitude is reflected in a lot of things that we do. Um, we're actually, uh, in the middle of filming some, kind of goofy uh commercials and things that we'll we'll have up soon on our social media um i'll just say this okay we do have a green screen now i saw the green screen and i was we, really intrigued by that i'm like <laughs> what are you up to with this i should have brought my laptop i told well, you well just today we got the uh what do you, what do you call it the bodysuit oh, the morph suit the morph suit okay a full yeah. green morph suit so we can start doing some special effects i think that. owning one of those is always a good decision <laughs> yeah you should own one of those if you're not in video production that's all I have to say. <laughs> I have an inflatable T-Rex, and it was like one of my best investments yet. So, what? So, so Derek, tell me what's what's the best part about your job as general manager for Level Seven Games? Um, honestly, I there's a lot that I enjoy. Uh, you know, and a lot of it does come down to the customer interaction, that sort of thing. Um, I think also just th- there are other things. There are parts of being part of uh, an industry that. Ever since I was a kid, you know, of course, I loved playing video games as far back as the original Nintendo. Um, I think just being part of that is always, it, it's, it 
it's almost like a rush. I don't know. When we get to do things like um, uh, some employees have been able to go to like the E3 conference, other sort of big sort of nationwide video game conferences, uh, that sort of thing. Um, even just through, you know, our distributors, the connections that we can make and sort of grow, that always feels really good. We've uh, started, you know, branching out into new distributors for newer games, systems, um, a lot of the tabletop card game stuff, board game stuff that we were just talking about. Um, I think that is really my favorite part of it is just feeling like I'm part of sort of the greater community of gaming and that sort of culture. Yeah, it's you, grown. You've, you've like really grown into a piece of this culture and this scene, oh, yeah. this community. Yeah, and I mean, it, there's even like a personal level to that when we we talk to these people all the time that are distributors just on the phone through email and whatnot, um, and then we'll go to something like uh, the E3 conference in LA and we'll actually meet them. And we're like, you know, putting a face to the to the voice and like, oh, wow, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it's it's cool to, to feel connected to a lot of the uh, different facets of the uh, the gaming world at large. That's really cool. What what about you, John? What what's what's the best part about your job as owner of this whole empire, if you will? I don't know, man. It's the ultimate video game. <laughs> it uh, it really is. I mean, it, you know, it, it's not obviously. There's real life. It's consequences. like SimCity meets Tetris meets Doom. That's that's Mario, kind of how I feel bit. like it is. Like I, you know, I, I section my life into different segments and I treat it like a real time strategy. I say, okay, here's my resources. Here's my little my harvesters or whatever. Are you sure it's not more like Minecraft? We're just sitting there tinking away at some rocks all day. You know, I definitely feel that way some days. <laughs> Only when I'm making shirts, though. <laughs> so what, what's your Ender Dragon, then? Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? Is that a Minecraft the Ender? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I totally off the wall with that. Uh, oh, reference wow. I didn't get. My so bad. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm pulling this out of my hat. Like, no, no. Yeah, okay, I think that's a thing, right? Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Like, um, you know, I just keep digging for diamonds, and I keep finding lava. So, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> Let's make that into a poster, okay? I keep right. digging for diamonds and finding lava. There you go. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> hey, man. So, I mean, you guys, uh, so you mentioned earlier the partnerships with the industry and community i mean i I see new games released at level seven games and to me i think it's remarkable it's like an independent in the grand scale of things smaller Mm -hmm. retailer getting new releases like day of they don't like us man (laughs) they don't they make it hard yeah the industry makes it hard for us to exist it It really does it's fighting us constantly okay i mean he mentioned us getting new distributors and stuff like that and it's it's really because we have to um it's so competitive and the industry is changing so much right now and it really is trying to go digital like right i get it it makes it makes perfect sense i think people or a good portion of people don't want that to happen and so we will exist for those people um but the industry at, at large obviously wants to make as much money as it can okay and, and do they do they feel going digital is the best means to do that get rid of the yeah, retailers i think it's the they get the largest percentage that way is really what it boils down to. You you don't have as many, you know, production or distribution costs. Uh, well, and the used market yeah. is gone. So everybody has yeah. to buy their game brand new. So, But, but there's there so much value to having, like, that physical disc copy. Exactly, I mean, it's yeah. like I, I was just talking about this earlier with, uh, with JD here. It's like, you know, out of convenience at times I've purchased digital games, mm-hmm. and it's great until I'm tired of that game or that game didn't turn out to be quite what I wanted it to be. Right. And then here I am left with, well, what do I do now? I don't, I don't have a disc that I can trade or sell. I, I don't even have a physical copy of anything. You know, and I'm just kind of left, okay, whatever. Yeah, I think the the 
most public and maybe biggest backlash um, against that, and you know, really other people saying the same thing that you're saying now, uh, was when the Xbox One and PS4 were first announced, and you know, they're the two biggest competitors. They're releasing at the same time, and when they first announced them, Microsoft had said, "We are going, you know, digital. You won't be able to use a used game, a secondhand game, on this. If you do, you'll have to pay a fee, that sort of thing." Uh, they since walked it back because that was met with just a horrible just like consumer backlash yeah, from that. The however, negative reception. However, they're going to keep trying, and eventually they may succeed. Okay. Um, to some degree, at least. I think, again, until internet, until the internet in the United States can support downloading 50 gig games. Yeah. And they give you one terabyte, like... Thanks, dudes. It's like it, it, we're going to be paying, especially with net neutrality we, the way it is now. Like, I just can't see that really working out. If you buy more than like three games a year, you're like, well, that sucks. Comcast just well, like I, I really moved, took me out. I moved a year and a half ago, and the minute I plug my Xbox back in, here come all the downloads, and I'm yeah. already like over my Xfinity limit for the <laughs> month in just like a matter of hours. Oh yeah, you know, and it's like I just can't fathom like. All these games, is you know, as bigger and better as they get, it's like that's a ton of data that you're going to have to download. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, and I think there's people that are going to go fully digital, and that's that's fine if that's right for those people. But I okay. think that because you can't you, – you know what I mean? Like they're going to offer the services, and people are going to utilize them because some people just like digital games, and that's, that's fine for those people. Uh, we offer a place to go if you want to not know what you're looking for. You go in, you shop around. I mean, have fun – shopping for used games on ebay unless you know what you want what do you do type in used 360 games and you'll have to already have done all your research and know absolutely what you're you're looking for yeah so i mean with that you know there's plenty of people who you know i've already made my mind up like i'm doing the whole digital thing or you know xbox just can't is coming out with the new xbox one s it's got no optical drive or anything but Mm -hmm. come see me when you need a controller Right. <laughs> like, what are you we'll be do? there for you. So so even still, I'm all digital. I'm, you still have a place for me. But if I'm still debating, like, should I, should I jump on the digital bandwagon or should I still hold out and continue with, you know, buying physical copies? I mean, what do you, what do you say to somebody like that? Um, I think that is a personal preference thing. But, I mean, the, the way I feel about it are the things that we've already talked about. Like, you cannot uh, loan your friend a digital copy. You can't take it to someone's house. You can't trade it in if you don't like it, that sort of thing. I, I think there's still just a lot of, uh, pros for having, you know, a physical media in hand. Um, and I, I think too, the, the fact that we have sort of established a, a market for older games, you know, not even super old, but even just this generation, like people are still going to want PS4, PS3 and all the way back. Um, I think that those games are going to sort of only exist in a physical form, and uh, as right. long as people want those, they're going to you know, still be looking for them, and we can still have a place where they can go and, and pick those up. Also, just as an example, okay, so our friend Brett, who was a Nintendo ambassador when the Wii came out, gets the Nintendo Wii. He, he's had it since before day one. He... He loads all these, you know, he gets on the eShop, he buys every game they release. You know, he's a big Nintendo guy, like more than we can go into right now. We don't have enough time. (laughs) But his Wii broke recently, and um, unfortunately, the Wii eShop is no longer available. Right. It just shut down, like, what, two months ago or something like that? So he can't transfer the rights to another Wii, and every game on there is just gone. Yep. 
It's That's it. Lost. So like everything that he's invested in is just in the blink of an eye. It's yeah, not there. Pretty much. Right? Yeah. And so now he's got to go and, you know, essentially like pirate all these games is his is his next option to buying some of them because some of them weren't available in America. There are these, you know, TurboGrafx-16 games that were only released on the E, the Wii eShop, which is great that they provided that for a limited time. You know what I mean? So he essentially had a really cool rental. I don't know. It's just, it's a bummer yeah. to see that happen. Yeah. And I couldn't help him because it's like, sorry. And then there's still, you know, there's still people that, you know, at a time in their life they may have had, as you said, the TurboGrafx-16 or other systems enjoyed, you know, certain series of game on them. And now today they're like, I kind of want to relive that experience. You know, you've got Nintendo's come out with classic editions. Mm-hmm. PlayStation did one too. I think Gen- uh, Genesis is coming out with a new one. And it's like, I think you guys offer a chance for somebody to kind of relive those past experiences. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think too that um, those, again, we, you know, like with the digital thing, there's always a market for these things and that's fine. I think there is definitely a big market for uh, the Nintendo sort of the Nintendo classic, the experience that they're selling, the Nintendo classic, the Super Nintendo classic, something that has a pre-selected 30, 20 or 30 games on it. Um, but then what we see is a lot of people, it's almost like an appetizer. They buy it, and then they realize that they really liked this game that isn't on that thing. Yeah. They're like, well, it's pretty good, but I really wanted to play... Kid Nicky. Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah you, you gave me a taste of like these 30 games here, but... Yeah. Dude, Adventures of Lolo is my jam. Yeah. So now what do I do? Because you didn't include this on the exactly. Nintendo Classic. Like, oh, i got to go buy a Nintendo now. Right, games. So what do I do? Well... Enter level seven games. Yeah, exactly. You've got me taken care of, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So um, you mentioned this earlier. We're coming up on the ten year anniversary of level seven games, right? Yeah. Um, that's a long time. I mean, did you did you did you have an idea of thinking ten years out? Did you imagine you'd be here today, three stores, a decade in this business? However, I don't know if there's a number to of millions of customers that have walked through your doors. Was there ever a plan to get here? Um, I never worked at a place longer than like two years, maybe. <laughs> so. so you gave yourself job security, one. That was, <laughs> yeah, exactly. that was the start. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where you have these high hopes and you, you have this vision. And, you know, at this point, I think we've far surpassed what what we thought it was going to be. Like, you know what I mean? I thought we were going to yeah. have a cool game store. Yeah, right. Like, that was my goal. Like, let's have a cool game store we can work at and hang out. And, you know, now it's three cool game stores. And, you know, I don't want to be presumptuous and say that they're cool, but, you know, I think they're pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Absolutely. Cool. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, with that, okay, so now we, we look back, it's like, never really thought we'd get here, but you're here now. What's what's the plan going forward? What's What are the next steps for Level 7 Games? One thing is um, uh, we're we're definitely going to do a big remodel, sort of an overhaul of our original store. I think it deserves it. It's it's um, kind of a landmark in some ways. Um, a lot of people do recognize it by we have a big mural painted on the wall um, uh, by a friend of ours, Victor, who did that almost two years ago now. Um, and we've had different murals throughout the years. And uh, he won what best. Best street, street art, art on think, a business in, from Westward. Yeah, for that. Nice. That's yeah, cool. and it's a really cool mural. But it, it, besides that, just that sort of that location um, is, like I said, kind of a landmark. Um, it's been there for a while. I think it's it's definitely the closest to like downtown Denver. Uh, we get a lot of uh, customers from the just 
the sort of Denver, Capitol Hill or Lodo area. And we're starting to see a lot store. more tourists too. That's true. There's a lot of people game hunting as okay. a hobby now. So like as you're traveling, yeah. find out about level seven games. It's like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna check out what they have. Maybe they have exactly. that little gem that I'm looking for. Yeah, it's it's surprisingly common. A lot of times uh, we get people and we'll ask them where they're from, and it's. Um, a lot of times I hear uh, like Michigan, Florida, those sort, uh, some more East Coast states. Iowa. Well, but they'll always say, uh, they'll, <laughs> "Where they'll, are you from?" <laughs> I am from Iowa, and I'm here in search of games. Exactly. Well, the, they'll always say they uh, they wish that they had a store like us out there, which okay. you know is an interesting thing to hear. Any thoughts of doing like some type of e-commerce, e-tailing, whatever it might be to help mm. those Iowans out? Is that a there's just not the right enough word? product. So essentially, what we would we would do if we did that is we would run Denver dry, right? So right. we would be taking all of Denver's inventory and, and game resources, and we would just be sending them out somewhere else, and it would just dry up. But instead, you're doing a you're doing a good solid for the local community and making sure that they have this resource. That's true. Yeah, right. we, and uh, there are some groups. Um, we're members of a you know a couple of groups, um, Facebook groups, that sort of thing in Denver. Denver actually has a pretty big comparatively. Um, you know, I wouldn't say nerd Retro- culture, but pop culture. Yeah, in in general, like not only just the video game collectors, but we've noticed there are a lot of people that uh, you know Denver Comic Con is is booming now. Yeah. There's a couple other Comic Cons that Denver are coming up. Pop culture con- convention. They renamed it. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Pop culture com convention. Com com. I don't think there's the com. I think I added that. Okay. <laughs> Denver Pop, pop Con comma con comma <laughs> Convention. Yeah. That's a mouthful. <laughs> Say that three times fast. DP, comma, DDP. The DPC, DPD, PSD, yeah. Deluxe Edition. Sorry. Sorry. Um, no, I, I think that honestly, it's we are in a good city for this business. Yeah. Like, um, And so when people come from other states and they're looking and they kind of wish that they had that that local business, I, you know, sometimes maybe it's because there isn't the, that market out there. And, and I that's like why that because affecting the internet. Go ahead. You're, you're keeping it as like part of the culture of Denver. You know, it's not yeah. just a hey, we're we're a video game retailer. It's like we're culturally significant to this town. I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. Is like I said, our stores are where we. I mean, I put a store there because that's where I wanted a store when I was a kid. I mean, that was the the Seven yeah. Eleven on Yuma is the Seven Eleven I walked to. It's like it's I like, want to get a Slurpee and a microwave burrito and then mm-hmm. walk across the street and get a Nintendo game. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> okay, guys, we're we're gonna we're gonna wrap up here, but real quick, we're gonna do something we call rapid fire. Oh um, no! So we're gonna go through a couple quick questions. Um, <laughs> just to see how quick we are at thinking on our toes. Okay. Uh, first question ready. We'll, we'll go Derek, then John, then I'll answer too. Mm-hmm. Favorite system? The PlayStation 1. PlayStation 1. Super Nintendo. Oh, wow. Favorite video game? Oh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Dark Souls. Metal Gear Solid. Favorite video game character? Um, ooh, that's tough. Um, I'm going to go deep cut. From Final Fantasy 3 slash 6, uh, Locke, the thief. Slimer, baby. Slimer. <laughs> That's my, my custom character from every game. Oh, nice. Slimer. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close that question up with Link from Legend of Zelda. Nice. Not Zelda, as some people get confused with. Yeah. Link. <laughs> Nobody at or, this table. Or Lonk, depending on which yeah, version. Lonk. <laughs> Lonk. I'll rename him Lonk on purpose. <laughs> Favorite drink to game with? 
Ooh, uh, coffee. coffee. I, I am, yeah. Coffee? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I, I think for me it's more water followed by beer. Okay. 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 Yeah. Um, Acceptable. <laughs> pass. Favorite, uh, what, what are we doing? Favorite uh, time of day to game? Uh, late at night. Lately? Really early in the morning. Or just really, really late at night? Or just really, really late at night. Well, I just wake up at like 6 in the morning like... So as some go. people are going to bed, you are waking up and gaming. And exactly. I, I think I think I'd have to agree late at night. Not yeah. really late at night, but late at Sometimes night. Sometimes by necessity. Uh, but just that's happens. just how it is. If you play at prime time, especially online games, you just get wrecked. Right. And that's when all the kids are playing. They're too good. Oh, yeah. I would <laughs> like, like Saturday midday, I am not going to lobby up on anything competitive because mm-hmm. I'm just going to get smashed yeah. completely. Yeah, I only play but against dude, other dads. Tuesday yeah. night, it's lit. I am yeah. like a beast when it comes to oh, gaming yeah. lobbies. So. Yeah. Um, really appreciate you guys, John and Derek from Level Seven Games. Thanks for joining us well, no, on OCM you. Business. Appreciate you guys having us out or having you guys <laughs> out here. Uh, any last things? Anything you want to tell people? Let them know about your company. Um, I would just say um, if you if you want to, please follow us on uh, Facebook and other social media. We're going to be posting soon about our remodel and probably a uh, a grand reopening sort of party. Uh, slash 10th anniversary party. So, um, slash hijinks. Yeah, there a should lot be of some goofy hijinks. stuff. I thought you were going to say hygiene. But <laughs> yeah, how, would, how does this tie into video games? you how to brush your teeth. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, uh, but yeah, Facebook, uh, you can find us at Level 7 Games. Our uh, website is Level 7 Games, uh, the number 7.com. Uh, and uh, wait, hang on. Numeral 7. Numeral 7. We need to talk about the merch. But, I know. The oh. merch. Yeah, Drop we the make, merch, guys. Okay, yeah, well, we make. We make t-shirts, game-themed t-shirts, because I got sick of seeing the same old-school gamer t-shirt on every single dude that walked into the store. And I'm like, dude, I need to make some cooler t-shirts. So we learned how to make t-shirts. We screen print them all. We make them all in-house at our Kipling location. Uh, We also take orders and stuff like that, as long as it's original art. But anyhow, um, other than that, we make stickers. We do a lot of goofy stuff. Just follow us on Facebook. Follow our our. Get on our website and check it out. It's a bunch of silly stuff. So check out Level 7 Games on Facebook. Uh, get on their website. Check out the merch. Cool shirts. I own one myself. Cool stickers. Mm-hmm. Wish you guys brought some more stickers with you I'm today. Gonna it's bring, okay. I'll forgive you. Next time you're in, I got it's you. All right. That's my bad. Well, I appreciate you guys. Thank you to John and Derek from Level 7 Games for coming out and joining us on OCN Business Podcast. This is Aaron with OCN Business. Be sure to tune in to us next time and follow us on Facebook and our website, ourcommunitynow.com. This has been an OCN Studios production. OCNRCommunityNow.com. For the latest news, weather, and everything you want to know about your community, head over to OurCommunityNow.com.